Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome back for week two with our 2020 vision expert, Ryan Haddon, who is helping us answer the following questions. What is a clear 2020 vision? Why do I need it? And perhaps most importantly, how do you create a 2020 vision for the year? I hope you listened to last week's podcast. If you didn't, it's available right now on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Go and listen to it because I think it is well worth the listen. Ryan really breaks down what's happening inside of us, the resistance we have to change, why things haven't changed yet, how to create a new vision for your life, and all of the tools that you will need in your toolbox. And if you've never met Ryan before, she's a life coach, hypnotherapist, spiritual mentor, and meditation teacher. And she meets her clients right where they are in their process process and she gently urges them to move closer to who they were always meant to be. And I, I'm so excited because we all get to be Ryan's clients again this week. Uh, Ryan, welcome back to the Good Girl Mafia podcast. I'm so delighted to have you here. That's great to be here again. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and I just want to point out to everyone, uh, you may or may not recognize the name Ryan Haddon. I actually stumbled upon Ryan uh, and Courtney Kardashian's Poosh website. I follow it on Instagram. I subscribe to it. It's a lovely space. And you write for Poosh. And I'll tell you, this is one of the reasons why I love Ryan. I, I commented on the first article I stumbled upon and Ryan commented back on Pusha's Instagram. And I thought, wow, this lady really is the real deal. And it's part of the reason why I have you here. I just, I think you're amazing. So thank you for being here again. Oh, thanks, Diana. What a sweet thing to say. Yeah. I love this space. I love, you know, social media can be used for so much good of how to connect, you know, certainly women with each other. And um, I'm just always a champion of that. And so someone would take the time to comment and do something, I'm going to be right there back I with you. It. I love yeah. it. I love it. Welcome to the good girl mafia lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last week you defined what a 2020 vision is, the importance of using our intuition, how our subconscious mind will play a role. And I mean, major mic drop moment, 95% of what goes on in our lives is dictated by our subconscious mind. That's what you told us last week. And that was, you know, mic drop, mind blowing. So it's so important that if, again, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, go and do it now. It's really well worth a listen. But now I really want you to break it down for us. Mm-hmm. How do we create that vision? I'd love for you to take us through a step-by-step how Ryan would do it. Okay. Well, first off, I think some people, you know, might have not as much clarity with what's not working in their life. Right. So they might first off just say, you know, I just feel this general, uh, unease or just, I'm just not happy, or I just don't feel fulfilled. I don't know what my purpose is. So those are, those are lots of things that I hear when people come to me. Um, and I have all these forms that I, that I have them go through and do. And one of the ones that I think is really powerful is a life wheel. So it's basically getting a baseline, an inventory of where you are right now, not where you want to be, not where you've been right right now in this moment where you are. So it's sort of you rate from one to 10, your career, your finances, your physical environment, that would be like your home, your, you know, your office, your car, your fun, your creativity, your personal development, your well-being and your relationships. And so that that's a really great way from one to 10, you rate and you go through this wheel and you see where you are. And, and lots of times people go through this and like, I didn't know I was like a three in my creativity. I have no fun in my life. I didn't even know that. 
So that yeah. is like a, a marker of like where we, where there could use a little more support, where we could use a little more visioning, right? right. So it's a great way to get um, a sense of all these pockets, these compartmentalized areas of who we are and how we live. So that's a, that's a baseline. So I would say, do this life wheel. Um, then, you know, make a list of what it is that you would like different, you know, and apply SMART. We talked about that last week. Right. That SMART is an acronym for specific, measurable, um, achievable, um, what's the one? Uh, relatable, and um, what is it uh, timed, realistic, and timed. So those are the four things you want to hit with your resolution list, just to make sure how you can filter through, right? So say you had a resolution to lose weight. That, that's what most people would say. I just want to lose weight, right? That's 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 just like throwing yourself out into the deep end without, you know, floaties or a life raft. Like that's right. very unfair to do to you, to special you, you know? Yeah. So what you'd want to say instead is get more specific around it. Like call it out. I currently weigh 200 pounds. I will adjust my diet and exercise maybe one hour daily of exercising or maybe, and then you'd ask yourself, could I do daily exercise? Like, is that achievable or am I setting myself up? Right. So maybe it's twice a week and maybe it's only 20 minutes. So that's where we filter through. We would filter through that. So we'd go through that smart filter and look through it. And then you'd set a deadline. I want to be, the goal is to get to 160 by this date, you know, right. summer of, of 2020, whatever that is. So that's how we really dial in that, um, those goals, so to speak, or that, that, that vision that we want for ourselves. So those would be the specific ways of doing it. I find, and is it something in our subconscious, but if I know that I have something that's on the 15th or whatever, and there are preparations that I need to make for the 15th, that I actually get it done for the fit. There's mm -hmm. something about setting a timeline for, for mm -hmm. ourselves. Is it something subconscious? Cause otherwise I could just float through and it's fine and what have you. But the moment I know it's like on January 18th, I have X, Y, and Z. Then all mm -hmm. of a sudden I, I just spring into action. Right. Well, I think if you don't vision it, then your habitual patterns and behaviors and your subconscious mind will just override it Got and it. then nothing will change you know, because we have these ways of doing things and being. So, you know, there is a leap that happens yeah. when, you know, and you have to have courage and faith and really a desire to keep um, tapping into that vision to remind yourself of it. So you would also, you know, I'm a big, I love vision boards. I think they're a great thing to do. I don't have every client do it, but I think, you know, I know sometimes they make it a bad rap, but I think sometimes when you can see, like, it's one thing to see things on paper, but if you can see something visually for your subconscious mind, it keeps noticing, oh, this is what we're doing. Oh, that's what we're believing. That's what we're seeing. So the subconscious mind, in order to change it, has to have, um, it responds really well to visuals. So I'm a big believer if there's, if, if say you're losing weight, then make a vision board of yourself of what you know, what would involve, what that would involve. So maybe you'd have like food on there. You'd have like beautiful, healthy food. You'd have a picture of someone hiking in the mountains. Like right. what, what are those things that, what are the ways in which you'd go about that? And then make that vision board and put it in a place where you see it daily. And you're like, oh yeah, that's where we're going. Because right. if you don't have those reminders, then all those other habitual behaviors and patternings and the subconscious overriding, you're going to slip back into, oh, this is what feels good. Right. This is our set point. 
is, it, is that why creating a vision is so important? Is it more even for your subconscious mind than even your conscious mind? Probably. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. So. I'm starting to like, like, like yeah. bells are going off yeah, in ding, my ding, mind. Ding. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I go back to something we touched upon last week, which is we're not taught to do this. And I think one day you wake up and you realize that, wow, I, I don't plan a trip without planning my route of how I'm going to mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. I don't just go you know, chop my hair off in the bathroom with my kitchen scissors, you know, I find a hairdresser, you make an appointment, you have like, these are all things that we normally do. And yet somehow we end up floating through life, oftentimes without ever setting an intention or, you know, creating a vision. And I think that the more we talk about it, the more I see that the subconscious mind is something we really have to wrangle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And also what we talked about last time too, is about that Mm self-talk, right? So if you're mean and cruel in the sense, like you didn't get it done, you know, again, girl, like if it's like, that is just not going to create a climate of willingness. There there gets a shutdown, a contraction, and you have this narrative that I'm just not someone who gets, sets these goals and intentions and I don't have follow through. Well, that's not fair because you didn't set yourself up. Right. You didn't support yourself or you set yourself up to fail. But you didn't support yourself to win, right. you know? So it's walking into that knowing these are the things I need to move forward and to do it well. And I'm going to do it with kindness, with compassion, but with diligence. Mm-hmm. So it's not mistaking. Sometimes people mistake, you know, kindness for weakness and it's not, it's so empowering. It's so, and, and certainly that, that climate we create within with our dialogue mm-hmm. of self, how we speak to ourselves. So I think it's having the tools on that we pick up and use on those moments where we're gonna, we're feeling ourselves slipping, mm-hmm. right? So we have all these things in place. And then it's also creating that kind of climate where we're coaching ourselves through and knowing that there's gonna be resistance, right? you know? So it's having strategies and knowing and accepting that the resistance gonna surface. And, you know, certainly, I'm a hypnotherapist, so I'm going to be a proponent for hypnosis. And I know that hypnosis can align the subconscious and the um, the conscious and the subconscious minds. So it really moves you forward in uh, in a way that feels like you're kind of a missile, you know, like just mm-hmm. like whoosh, there's like not a lot of noise. There's not as much friction. There's not as much back talk, if you will. Yeah. You know, so like I have I had this client who you know, super fit, super healthy, took good care of herself, you know, had everything in her, but she had these, like these couple foods that she ate that she just couldn't, you know, it made her, and I feel there were these two, um, I'll tell you what they are. It's like Maui onion chips and um, Hershey kisses. I know random weird. Those are the two things that pulled her off and she'd go off on these treats and it would really affect her. It would set her back a couple of days because she felt bad that she had done it. And you know, we've talked about her perfectionism and how that reared its ugly head and how she was needed to be more resilient when she'd have those setbacks. But also, you know, we worked in hypnosis and we made an agreement with her subconscious to let go of those comfort foods, to let go of those being foods that were like go-tos when she felt upset or she felt like there were we that she felt triggered or she felt like somehow she wasn't showing up in her life the way she needed to, because those types of things are always props. They're always... Yeah those tools in the toolbox, right? Those other tools, right? So she was like, I'm just done with those. I'm done. I've hit my bottom with those things, right? So we did the subconscious work and, you know, we did the the subconscious a couple of uh, sessions. And to this day, it's been a year and a half. She can't even look or see them. 
can't even eat them, wow. come close to them. If she smells Maui chips, she's under. It's just like the power of suggestibility wow. to wow. the subconscious mind and how it can really align her to who she was already. She already was, but it's just like clearing off the debris of what would trip her up. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yes. And, and really, you're right. You just touched upon something because we, whether we're, we're aware of it or not, we do have tools in our toolbox. And we just may not be the right ones. Like we may need to shift into right ones because your toolbox may be, you know, Hershey Kisses as well. Like <laughs> it might be a pizza. It might be, you know, we uh, shopping. It might be, you know, who knows? But the reality is, is we do all have tools. We just need the right ones. So right. I think that that's a huge distinction. I personally, Ryan, found the first steps to be the most difficult. I did mm -hmm. like that little bit of that fear. I needed to grow the courage. Like I knew my relationship had to end for some time before it ended. I knew mm -hmm. I had to leave my quote, really good job for a long time before I actually left it. And once we have created a solid game plan, how do we take the first step in executing our vision when for so, for so many of us, those first steps can seem like the most daunting and scary. Like I'm walking off of a cliff. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's just knowing that it is a leap. It is a leap of faith. And, and the, the thing about a vision is like, it's not proof, right? And that's what faith is too. It's, there's no proof. It's just taking that leap and trusting there's a net there, right? So that's mm. one part of it. So just knowing that first to give yourself so many, you know, so many props for wanting to do something differently and wanting to shift things. So there's that. And then having that dialogue of like, girl, you're doing so good. Keep on going. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's really can't be underestimated. Yeah. So that's that. And also, you know, <laughs> we're all allowed to have moments where we dip into the Hershey kisses and do the shopping here and there. It's not to diss that. We don't always have to stay on the road. Like that makes it one more thing we can beat ourselves up for. And I yeah. just want to call that out. Like, those things are there for a reason. It's all good, right? Have fun, right. do it. But it's when it becomes something that it, it chips away at how you see yourself. That's when, you know, um, we want to get more in, in integrity with who we are, where we're going, right? right? And yeah. what's getting in the way. So that's, I just wanted to dip back, back into that. And I think it's, it is hard to sustain, you know, if something, if, if, if you have something that you find you keep failing at, then somewhere you're shooting too high, right? So bring just, it's okay to readjust at any time. It's okay to dial back. It's okay to say, you know what, that's, I just overshot the mark with that. Let's make this, let's pare this down and go back to smart, right? Mm -hmm. Let's go back into that. Like, it's not because I'm not good enough and it's not because I didn't do it right. It's just because at this time I'm asking too much of myself and that's okay, right? right. This is the culture of push, push more and more. And I really hate that New Year's resolutions become one more thing that we have to like set ourselves up for, for failure. Because again, right. I think I said this, that by January 20th, people are back to the same old, right? Right. And that's just can't be the way we enter into the new year, mm -mm. right? Where it's like high hopes and then fail, right? right? That's just not as women, like we have played that game. We have done this and it's how we spin our wheels and we're done with that. It's a, it's a leak. It's an energy leak for us as women because this is our time, mm -hmm. right? This is our time to move into our full power of who we are. So um, just saying, you know what, if, if it has, if, if you haven't achieved it, if in the past you haven't been able to, then it's okay to come at this in a different way. And knowing that you just needed a little more support while you were doing it and give yourself 
accountability. That's the biggest thing. So you can get a coach, you can call a friend, you can, you know, journal nightly, sit with your journal in the night. What worked today? So you're, you become your own coach and get someone, get one of your besties to, to say, what's yours? Here's mine. Let's help each other out through this time. Because accountability seems to be the thing that really can keep some longevity of a goal, right? Yeah, that's, that's huge. And we all have that one person we can go to, you know, mm-hmm. so enlist your girls, enlist your squad, get people on board. You know, if, if accountability and having someone to be accountable to you have found in your experience really helps at the same time, like on the opposite end of the spectrum, based on your experience, what's the number one thing that you see with clients that, that throws them off? Like what are some of the, the call outs you could make to us to just be sort of aware of these things? Well, again, it would be, you know, their expectations, mm. right? Cause yeah. that's a direct, you know, um, link to, you know, when we, when we fall short, right. So then that feeds right into ideas of perfectionism, right. That that needs to be expanded. We've made the box too tight. And so, it's just feeling too tight. So we need to just release the valve on that Mm -hmm. and having these unrealistic goals that we've set, right. That we need to dial back somehow. And then intolerance of our, of our own humanness, of our own human frailties. There's an intolerance there and that's intolerable. So we're going to do away (laughs) with that. Let that be a new year's goal. Let that be to let go of this rigidity of what it should be or who we think we need to be like, just, move more into the beingness, right? Mm -hmm. And so again, cultivate that stillness, sit for meditation, journal, get to know you, let that be the new year's vision of of what's next, because that's where it's at, right? Um, There's no external reward. It's about becoming the person it takes to get there. It's about the journey. So you can have that goal, you can set that goal, but you are going to change on the way there. And that's where the magic lies, because then you get to become that woman yeah. On the road to it. So I just know that's part of that journey. That's so great. I, I always say like to myself, this is my personal reminder. I always say, Diana, focus on the goal mm-hmm. and then lean into the experience of what you need to do, right? To to achieve it. And then let go of the outcome. Like just let mm-hmm. it go. Because that's been a huge shift for me. It used to be the goal and then outcome. Like it was back to back. Now I've left breathing room in between. It's like, here's the goal. I'm leaning into, I'm committing to it. And I have found the greatest things, the happiest surprises, the greatest accidents have happened in letting go of that outcome. And that's been a huge shift for me. Huge. Yeah, that's power right there. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I just posted an article a few weeks ago and the, and the article was, am I a recovering perfectionist? Am mm-hmm. I? Mm-hmm. And I think, are you, I, I think so in certain ways. Yeah, I really do. I think a, it depends on your, your personal definition of mm-hmm. what perfectionism looks like. But I think that my relationship to overachieving, perfectionism, all of these things, I actually ended up in a life where it fed it. It just fed mm-hmm. it and it went left, like it went too much. Now I stand proudly in a new definition of perfectionism, right? It's mm-hmm. new, it's a new definition at, with a lot more ease. And it's more about, to me, standards. You know, like that I have standards, but I also have let go of the need to outcome, 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 
You know, you got to right. leave breathing room there. So it, it's, that's a, I think a huge realization for me. So if it's helpful for anybody else out there who is the overachiever, who is the perfectionist, then you end up beating yourself up 10 times harder mm-hmm. than anybody else possibly ever could. Right. And then the new year becomes the, the ring, right? The ring that yeah. we get into to get pummeled. Mm-hmm. So let's just get out of the ring. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's get and out of just, it. Yes. And just know that like you're on the path, you're moving towards it. And it's just, you know, just being kind and loving and asking yourself, you know, when something happens and you have a setback is like, what, what, I wonder what I was feeling, right? I wonder what I was feeling when that happened. Um, and then to say something like, that's okay. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. And the third part is, I wonder what I will do differently next time. So those are three really great questions to ask yourself. So it moves you out of, it gives yourself that cushion of like, I'm in this process of shifting and changing. And it's, I'm going to have to ask myself these questions and I'm going to move closer to my relationship with me. Right? Yeah. I love that. The solution. So that's a good one. Uh, I found creating a vision was ground zero for my personal empowerment journey, 100%. Getting really clear on my values, my strengths, what I wanted in life, getting still, learning about myself a little bit more. Um, So when you create that vision, you nudge your way towards who you envision yourself to be, and you start walking down this road, what kind of changes do you see in your clients? Give us sort of a snapshot. So we have sort of a sense of, of, you know, inspiration, like what can we expect as we look down the road? I think that vision is important, but sometimes, you know, for those out there that are listening, sometimes we can't see you know, and that's okay too. So it's just that life wheel that I mentioned earlier is helpful because you can see the areas where, um, and then just pick one thing, pick one area Mm -hmm. and then, and then, and then just come at it and then just do the next. Like, again, it's a process. This is not a marathon. So it's about going slow and steady wins the race. If there's some waste, the race to begin to win. And then, you know, for my clients, the ones that when it works, it's because, I see them becoming curious. I see them like, why? Like the questions I just asked, I wonder what I was feeling, you know, when that happened, when I said that, or I did that, or I didn't accomplish what I'd set out to. I wonder, you know, and then soothing themselves saying, that's okay, you know, I'm still learning, isn't the thing. And then I wonder what I'll do differently. That's the curiosity that I'm talking about. That's that self-awareness that we're cultivating. Why am I where I am? And creating that dialogue. And so within that, the, the, the clients that I see that do really well are the ones that practice self-acceptance of meeting themselves right where they are. You know what I mean? Those mm-hmm. are the ones that I see because they understand this isn't about, you know, a resolution for the new year. Like this isn't about like they might come to me for like, you know, this relationship isn't working in my life. And that always I'm like, I always laugh to myself because it's like you are the relationship that's not working in your life. Right. Yeah. So let's get into that. And then everything good will come from there. Yeah. Right. So again, every, every, like I said earlier, every good thing comes when we are in that conversation with ourselves and we are constantly manifesting. So if you're in conversation with yourself and if the vibration's high, because you're speaking to yourself with love and kindness, that's what you attract in your life. You attract those same people that are going to reflect that back. You attract those same experiences. And so it's not about setting goals and getting this and getting that, because that's again, focusing on externals, thinking that thing's going to deliver. 
right. that peace and happiness I want. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like, let's work on the climate within and then all good things flow from there. So <laughs> get, that's a mouthful. Get, but there, get yeah. curious. It, it's funny. Yeah. I mentor high school students every Wednesday morning. I have a standing mm-hmm. appointment, 10 a.m. in Hollywood every Wednesday. And, and Ryan, I don't have to tell you, but these young girls are so full of wisdom. They're in high school. They're in high school. And when you said, when you brought up the word curiosity, last week, we had an entire discussion for an hour about curiosity and mm. how important that is in life and to know yourself. And it wasn't me, the mentor, who brought it up. It was the 17-year-old sitting at the table, which is remarkable to, mm-hmm. to know at that stage and age that curiosity is, is a strength that you have to cultivate and how important it is. I mean, the old saying out of mouths of babes. I mean, oh this, my God, these yeah. young girls, I mean, that they were talking about that. That's that's pretty remarkable. That really is. Yeah. If, if you had to, Ryan, offer a word of encouragement to a woman creating her vision uh, for 2020, what would it be? You know, I just tell her that she's being bombarded with by social media and the media and com, com, competitiveness with each other. And I, it's all about do more and be more. And I would just say to her, you know, you are enough. You are enough right now as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter, as a CEO, as an employee or employer, you are enough, right? So it's just about making adjustments. It's about refining realigning to your highest vision, right? Mm-hmm. And then Really, really, you know, it's about supporting and uplifting another woman whenever and wherever you can. And I know that's your message. Yeah. And I really resonate with it because I just do feel like like that young woman, that 17-year-old girl, you know, that you just spoke to about curiosity, like there's a, a change is afoot. And I feel like women, we are finding a new place to support and uplift each other. Mm-hmm. And there's enough, there's enough space for all of us. And that's how we move ahead. We move ahead collectively. I agree. So I would say you are on the path. You're doing it. Where can you refine? Where can you tweak? And enough with everyone telling us it needs to be, you know, you need to look different. You need to sound different. You need to act different. And certainly we're not going to use our resolutions this year as a way to not measure up yet again. So, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. If, if you had to, Ryan, create a female empowerment headline for creating a 2020 vision, what would that read? How would that read? Oh, this one was fun. I wrote, um, she believed in herself and she fell in love with who she was becoming. Say it again. She believed in herself and she fell in love with who she was becoming. Ladies, you have to believe in yourself. And as you go down this road, you have to fall in love with who you are becoming. Why? Because Ryan said so. Because <laughs> Ryan said so. Okay, no, but that is, I love that headline. I love that headline. We're going to blast that across um, Good Girl Mafia for the rest of the month. I love that headline. Ryan, you are one very special lady. I am so glad that our paths crossed. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I really enjoy being here. Thank I, you. I loved having you, and I can't thank you enough for your expertise for sharing so much value with us, making, I really do feel like we were all your clients for the last two Mm -hmm. weeks. I appreciate your time. And um, I also appreciate you commenting on the Poosh Instagram post again, because if it (laughs) weren't for that, I mean, look at us now, right? Mm -hmm. Look at us now. So true. Yeah. And social media can be an amazing thing. 
Mm-hmm. If we use it that way. Okay. Where can we find you on social media? How can we get in touch with you if we'd like to work with you or drop a comment? Um, I'm on Instagram Ryan, at Ryan Haddon Coach. Okay. And I'm on Facebook, Ryan Haddon Coach. So I'd love to see you there. I'd love to talk to you. I absolutely love engaging with people who comment and take the time to read things I've written. And it's like, we're creating a little community there. And I'm so grateful for it. Truly, truly. That is a power of social media is not to take each other down, but build each other up and create these spaces where we can connect and communicate. And I do feel like my, that my, the space that I've curated holds that at a high level. Well, it is a very authentic space. And I encourage you ladies to go to Ryan Haddon's Instagram Facebook, her website, and also she writes for Poosh again. So if you don't follow Poosh, if you haven't subscribed to their website, it is really amazing. I love it. It is. It's really good. Ryan, happy new year. Thank you. You too. And thank you again so much for joining me today. And I've just loved having you and let's do it again soon. I'd love to. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. You were so good. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're so good. Oh, that was so yeah, great. It was so fun. It I'm really glad. Was. I'm glad you yeah, offered a lot of value. Thank you so much. I can tell you put a lot of time into it, and I appreciate that. Thank you. It was worth it to me. Truly, truly. Thank I loved it. You. I refined for myself, really. And I feel like I'm going to write an article on some of the things that we said. So I'm grateful. I would love that. Yeah. And if if you want to send it my way, like I'm I'm thinking about like if, if, if you have maybe an article you want to repurpose, or if there's one that, if you have the bandwidth, I know we're all very busy. If you have the bandwidth to maybe put something together. Um, I'm also thinking if I have the bandwidth of taking snippets from the podcast and transcribing it. So if I do that, I'll share them with you as well. So that you you would have the assets. Yeah. Thank you. Um, But yeah, if you have something written, you could do, I would be so grateful. Okay. I really would. Yeah. Okay. That would be awesome. Ryan, thank you. Thank you very much. And happy holidays. Likewise. And please, please uh, send me an email with the whole, you know, hypnosis and the package and the whole nine yards because I really do want to do it. Okay, great. I would love it. We have so much fun together. We would. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, lady. Bye. Bye.